everyone, and welcome to Passionately Interested, a podcast where we discuss the things we're passionately interested in. I'm your spooky host, Curtis, who's doing the intro weird. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm your nerdy host, Nick. I got excited, and it didn't come out the way I wanted, but it's totally fine. Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Markiplier. (laughs) We're back. I'm mostly okay. We did it. Sort of. Kind of. It's fine. You'll never hear it because I have the power of editing. <laughs> anything editing. anything that comes through, uh, it won't anymore. I'll erase it from existence. Oh, boy. Okay. So, I kind of just want to jump in this time. We don't really have, like, an intro thing. And I'm excited because we're talking about something I absolutely adore. And we're going to talk about puppets. We're going to talk about puppets and a little bit of animatronics, which, you know, animatronics is animatronics is the robots of puppets. Or is it the puppets of robots? No, you're right. (laughs) Well, they shoved a robot inside of a puppet. (laughs) And that's one one of the reasons that makes them horrifying. I mean, yeah, you know, when I was growing up, I had no sense of horror about these things at all. Like, man, I love Chuck E. Cheese. That place was great. I loved watching the band and everything. Mm hmm. Uh, I even went to the one oh, what it was with Rockabilly Explosion. No, Huckleberry Railroad or Huck- oh. Huckleberry Junction. That's the name of it. They had their own kind of band there too. Oh, okay. I I think I I said Rockabilly. I think it's Rockafire Explosion. Yes, it is. It is Rockafire. Yeah. Uh, the one I was talking about, the uh, Huckleberry Junction. That's specific to like. I want to say it was in like Flint or Fenton. I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I, the only, besides Disney World, and maybe some minor stuff at Six Flags Over Texas, I think the only true experience that I had with animatronics was at uh, Chuck E. Cheese. So it was just those. And I, as a kid, mm. I liked them. I didn't see any problem with them. As an adult, I absolutely loved them, but it's because of the fact that oh, they're yeah, it's, really it's, scary. It's because now they have this weird, creepy vibe, <laughs> and it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's like Five Nights at Freddy's is a cool series. I'm kind of... It got boring for me after the first two because it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. And when it's just jump scares, that's not really the kind of horror that I like. I, I, I enjoy watching like YouTubers do it because it's it's funny to see their reactions and then, you know, they they riff off of it. And it's a it's a cool concept, though, like just in the scary haunted animatronics thing. The yeah. lore got very convoluted. But. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. You know, having I don't to even... watch having to watch game theory on it to just understand every it's yeah there's a lot to it but like you were saying though it it is it's just jump scares that's all there is to it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to me that yeah that can be entertaining but that's not a horror game that's a haha gotcha yes horror is more about the atmosphere and it's like i like to tell people one of my favorite quote-unquote horror games which is not a horror game is gone home Oh, yeah. I think we talked it's, about that on here. Yeah, I think we did, too. But it's just about a girl going home, and her house is empty because her parents and her sister are gone. She doesn't know where they went. The entire premise of the game is walking around the house, figuring out where they went. It is not a horror game, but just the vibe of it. Horror. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's the unknown of it. There's so many times going through that game where I thought something would pop out at me. That 
that's horror. That is, yes, that is, that's what horror is about. Like, Five Nights at Freddy's, it's still technically categorized as, like, a horror game. Mm-hmm. But at its core, like, jump scares are, uh, it's like, it's surprise. It's not, it's not like, a, a, the atmosphere is what's scary. I mean, in a way it is, because it's, like, a dilapidated uh, fast food place, and you know that they're coming up. But, like, mm-hmm. what truly is the scary part is... Boo! Super loud noise suddenly in your face. Yeah. So it, it's it's a it's a who it's not the, the kind of horror that I like where it it's that slow creeping terror that like really grips into you. Mm-hmm. The stuff that makes you like not want to sleep for like three days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like the I think what makes animatronics the scariest is like it's dipping into uncanny valley kind of stuff where it's their they're lifelike enough to move around and talk but it is mm-hmm. the jankiness and mechanically like because you know they they talk with their mouths and then turn their heads slightly and then like move the rest of their body and it's these repetitive motions and you can hear the like whirring of the jaw motor and the clicking of the eyes when they're older and it's it, it just makes them spooky so the clicking of the eyes reminded me so when we were at disney and we went on small world because you know classic right to have to just going through there <laughs> as the song is playing all you can hear in the background is all the little whirring motors and click, 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 click. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I know it's old. You can definitely tell. Yeah. But they also have, I mean, you know, Disney's got the range of animatronics. They got the ones at the very beginning, but they also have like top of the line, like uh, the Shaman on the River Journey and mm-hmm. Hondo Onaka on Smuggler's Run. Right. Those ones move so fluidly and so naturally that if you don't know any better and you're not paying real close attention, you might think it's actually a person in a costume. Which is so it's so cool that we've gotten to that point of mm-hmm. animatronics that the the robotics of it is that fluid. Did I send you the TikTok of the uh, Star Wars animatronic breaking down mid show? No, I don't think he did. <laughs> he went like I've, night night. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of those videos though. Just because you know when I was getting all excited beforehand, I gotta watch all the videos, even the breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like mid conversation and like looked up at the screen and somebody was talking, and he said a couple of words and then stopped and then just kind of <laughs> like his he bent backwards at the waist at like a forty five degree angle and his la- his <laughs> arms kind of went backwards. I was like, mm. he went night night. <laughs> No, if you if you ever want to just have a good time, just look up Disney animatronic fails. It's so funny. <laughs> and like so funny. one of my favorite ones is uh it's a video of the Mr. Potato Head in the ri- in the line for Midway Mania. And sometimes when it pulls its ear out, when it goes to put it back in, it fails. Oh. And no. they have to reset the entire animatronic to fix it. Oh yeah. And also sometimes the eyes will go out. <laughs> and we'll just display the projector logo. Oh no. <laughs> That's I, yeah. I saw I saw a Buzz Lightyear animatronic. I think it's the Jap- the Tokyo one. I don't think it's mm-hmm. this that high tech in the 
US one, but the Buzz Lightyear ride, there is the animatronic where on, they just have a, the physical face is like the contours and curves of Buzz Lightyear's face, and then they project the eyes and mouth on it. The projector went out. Mm-hmm. So Buzz Lightyear just had this featureless, flesh-colored <laughs> face with no eyes and no mouth, and he's just like staring at all the people coming. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's the down it's the downside of using the projected on faces. Like mm-hmm. it allows them more f- freedom and fluidity for what they do. Oh but yeah. When those projectors go down. Boy, is it, <laughs> is it obvious. It becomes stuff of nightmares. <laughs> There's So, have you ever seen, there is a grocery store full of animatronics. The place is called Stu Leonard's. And it when I say full of animatronics, I mean chock-a-block full of animatronics around the entire grocery store. You're not kidding. No, it's it's awful. There's like a Chiquita banana that sings and they like do shows. It's like they'll randomly start singing and stuff. I thought Jungle Gyms was the most entertaining no. grocery store. <laughs> I want to go here. I want to go here once. But, like, look, look it up. If you have the time, look up Stu, S-T-E-W, Leonard's, L-E-O-N-A-D-R apostrophe S. Look it up on YouTube or Google Images or something. Because you'll see that there are, there's a Chiquita banana wearing, like, a, like, women's traditional Mexican outfit. And she sings about bananas. I saw, like, a clip of it. There's a band made up of, like, these... I think it's milk. It looks like it's milk or cream. One of the two, but there's like old school milk cartons and they have these like tan faces and these arms coming out of it and they're all playing instruments. There's one, it's a big can of Campbell's soup with like a nose and giant eyes and a mouth and it's hanging (laughs) from the ceiling on a swing. (laughs) And all of these, they're not, they're not just like, statues or figures that they have they are all fully motorized animatronic pieces i'm just i'm just absorbed with the pictures now (laughs) it's it's awful i love it but like (laughs) this is literally the worst grocery store experience you can have because no everywhere you look there are plastic eyes just blinking and staring in your direction but somebody, I, I had kind of seen some of this before. I didn't know the name of it. I hadn't really gotten a chance to look into it. It was brought to my attention recently by somebody on TikTok who pitched the idea of a Five Nights at Freddy's style game that takes place in a Stu Leonard's. <laughs> Man, at that point, you're doomed with the amount of animatronics haunting you. There's so many. <laughs> it's at least a dozen or more because there's also, I, I don't see them in the pictures, you'd probably have to dig for it, but there are also these simplistic ones that really the only part that's animated is, like, the face, but they're, it's an it's an avocado split in half, including the seed, and the seed is the face. So it's just eyes and a mouth, no nose, <laughs> in, this, in the flat seed of an avocado. 
but I mean, Jungle Gyms has some animatronics, right? It's got the the Elvis lion. It's got a few different things, and I just I only ever found out about it because of a YouTuber I follow who happened to stop by there. But never heard of Stu Leonard's, and I'm kind of sad I've never heard of it. Yeah, like where where is okay <laughs> the first the first suggested the first suggested Google search under I I Googled grocery store with animatronics. It brought up Stu Leonard's. Mm. People also ask, is Stu Leonard in jail? So that actually has to do with a tax fraud case. Oh my gosh! I clicked <laughs> on it. <laughs> Stu Leonard Sr., the founder of two celebrated Connecticut dairy stores, was released from a federal prison last week, serving 44 months of a 52-month sentence for tax fraud. <laughs> yeah, I was re- I was reading that as I was Googling the store. <laughs> That's how I knew. They also have an Incredible Hulk. Oh god, is it bad? It's... It's not good. Oh no! <laughs> this, I mean, Stu Leonard's was founded in in nineteen sixty nine. Nice. Um, oh, apparently they also have Mickey Mouse. They can't have the licensing to have Mickey oh, no. Mouse. It's, let me quote you the article here. Here we have the Incredible Hulk, known to children the world over from Marvel movies, on an automated trapeze. You'll also see Mickey Mouse doing pretty much the same thing. Licensing fees be damned. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> it's yeah, I, really... Minky Moose. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make it different enough they can't sue you, huh? <laughs> I think this, the paragraph after it, or the sentence after it, you might want to bring a shopping list to prevent roided out Mark Ruffalo from distracting you from the fact that you were supposed to buy eggs. <laughs> oh. And if you want to buy panko bedcrumbs, you're just going to have to deal with being called a jolly good fellow, which nobody can deny. Because that's what this top hat wearing parrot will squawk at you in song. The creature station right next to the breadcrumbs and mayonnaise. Ah, Sue Leonard's, <laughs> you're making me angry. God, it's all bad, <laughs> which means I need to go there. We need to if go you there. want, if you want frozen waffles, you'll have to potentially deal with the rooster perched right above it. <laughs> Oh, we need, we, we need, oh, these things, we need to go here. They're not, they're not automated. They're it's a push good. button. <gasps> Someone is doing, like a customer in the store is doing it. Oh no. Oh, you have to, oh, it's people suggesting <laughs> other people to it. And here's another one. It's a picture of the cow, Clover the Cow, in suspended animation at Stu Leonard's in Paramus. It appears that a few days of overexcited button pushing pushed the cow over the edge. Oh, they broke they broke the cow. <laughs> they broke the cow. Oh, poor cow. Oh, uh, I'm also I'm upset <laughs> because apparently that band of milk is called the Farm Fresh 5. <laughs> <sighs> Son of a bitch. Where did you say the closest one was? <laughs> uh, I'm seeing New York and New Jersey. New Jersey. So New York New New York and Connecticut have the most. New Jersey has one too. Okay. There's a city in New York called Yonkers? Yeah. What the fuck? Fun fact, I only know that from the World War Z book. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I only just learned it from Google. (laughs) Who names a city Yonkers? New York, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not looking that up. (laughs) Okay, this is going to take too much. Hang on. It's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole. 
So in July 1645, the area was granted to Adrian Vanderdonk, the patron of Kalundonk? I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm, I'm guessing here. Uh, Vanderdonk was known locally as the Jonkier, or Jonker, which means young gentleman. It's a, devi- a derivi- uh, derivative of the... Anyways, it's essentially where Yonkers comes from. So it was the title of a guy in the 1600s that we butchered. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, classic us. This is the only... <laughs> this is one of those times where I, it, it's... It would be better if this was a video podcast because that wasn't me listening. That was stunned silence. Your description was as like as you read it. It wasn't even like the mispronunciations or anything. It was just the the facts of it. I was just sitting here staring at the computer with my mouth agape. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I don't Listen, know. There's a reason I know such random shit, and it's because. A question will pop into my head, and I have to go figure out the answer. You gotta look it up. You gotta look it up. This has nothing to do with puppets. No, Yonkers. it really doesn't. Yonkers, why did you do this? Why did hey, you I mean, pull this up? It's legitimate it? how we got here. I will say that. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so puppets. So puppets. Yes. So I, oh, okay. I I have some a few things that I find incredibly fascinating and... It's, it's going to be a little bit all over the place just because it's a bunch of different facts. I'll try and keep it somewhat concise. I'm sure you have stuff too. But I want to start with, have you ever seen a diagram of how the Big Bird costume on Sesame Street works? Yes. Yes, I have. It is. It's so fascinating because you don't notice due to like... You know, they're the puppets. Pu- like puppeteers are, are artists. They know what they're doing. They're oh, yeah. actors. So they're very good at using the tools that they are given within the puppets as best as they can. So, again, like you Google this. It's really cool to look at. And then you can kind of like follow along as I talk about it. If you don't want to, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so the design of the Big Bird costume is... Only one arm is actually what they call a live arm, which means that the puppeteer's arm is through the costume and actually physically controlling the arm. I believe it is the the right arm of Big Bird. So I thought it was the left. Now you have to look. It it depends. It depends on if the the it's mirrored in the diagram, but it's either the left or the right arm. I believe it's the right arm. While Nick confirms. But the way the system works, the puppeteer has his his right arm, his or her right arm in the live arm of Big Bird. And then their other arm is held straight up through the neck into the head. They have a control system hooked where they hook a couple of their fingers on to pull down and make Big Bird Big Bird blink. And then their other fingers are used to control the beak to make uh, Big Bird talk. The other arm moves, but it is does not have an actual arm in it. The way that it works, it's called a dead arm. It has a wire in the wrist of the arm. The arm itself is rigid. That's why it is uh, bent to the elbow and rests on Big Bird's tummy most times. And the mm. um, the puppeteer will often like mimic that motion 
uh, or that like that position and rest the hands kind of together and like lace the fingers, but only one of them is actually able to move and gesture and stuff. So when they want to move the dead arm, they will the way that the like there, there's that wire connected to the wrist. It goes up into the top, uh, like the the base of the neck, the top of the torso. And then go around a pulley and come back down and connect to the live arm. So if you watch Big Bird, when the live arm moves down, the dead arm moves up because that motion of pulling down is pulling the dead arm up. So he'll like lean over and kind of move his arm down and the other one will come up. So he you'll never see both arms come up at the same time. It is always a back and forth kind of seesaw motion. And you were 100% correct. It is the left arm is the live arm. I just wanted to double check for my own knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) We have to be accurate. (laughs) We are nothing but if not 100% accurate all the time. (laughs) Don't quote us on that. (laughs) The statement, that statement itself wasn't accurate. (laughs) Don't go back and double check. Just take our word for it. We always know what we're talking about. Oh, no, we don't. Oh, no, we don't. <laughs> I I don't want people actually thinking that we think that, and then they get mad at us when we're wrong. So, I feel like we can't talk about puppets without talking about a specific movie franchise. Which which movie franchise might that be? Puppet Master. Please tell me you've seen any of them. <gasps> no, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. I'm, oh, I'm looking it up now. So the first one came out in 1989. The most recent one, uh, this year. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. There are 15 of these movies. Yes, they get worse as they go. Uh, Oh, oh, no. The fifth one is called The Final Chapter. Oh, no. And there's 10 more after it. Puppet Master Axis of Evil. It's got a swastika. Well, yeah, because it's... So the whole story goes back to World War II times, and the creator of these puppets was on the run from Nazis because they wanted his ability to animate these puppets Uh for, you know, nefarious means. Okay. Classic, classic Nazi behavior. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's why there's, you'll see a lot of Nazis in these movies is because they want these puppets. Okay. Well, there are two specifically very Nazi-looking movies, one of which is Axis of Evil. The other one is Axis Rising. There's a and lot don't of forget Axis Termination or oh The Littlest Reich oh, oh. or Blade the Iron Cross. Oh, boy. Oh, boysy. I mean, if it makes you feel better, the Nazis are very much the bad guys in the movies. I mean, that's good, as, <laughs> as they should be in every movie ever. I'm just saying, because there are those movies out there where... uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I find the series very amusing. Uh, I find the puppets also entertaining. Just the concept behind them, I love it. Yeah, the one with the tiny head. Yeah, but he's real strong. (laughs) There's one, it's got like really big, like a big muscular torso, and he's wearing what looks like a, like a, um, a, a red... Uh, turtleneck and then he's got a tiny little head with a pointy head with a pointy I want to say his name is Pinhead I'm looking up the I wouldn't puppets, be surprised. not a double check I don't have a feeling that this movie is too too creative yeah it's Pinhead <laughs> you called it uh, <laughs> Puppet Master 2 they're back no strings attached 
So Fuck. the three puppets you'll see in every movie are Blade, Pinhead, and Jester. Okay. They're in all three. Which one's uh, Pinhead Jester? Is it's a literal <laughs> Jester puppet. Oh. Its head will spin around and change its facial expressions. Oh, the one that I'm seeing the most of is probably is, Blade. There's, there's, it, does he have the hook hand and the white face? Yep. So there's that one. I'm also seeing a lot of Pinhead, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of he's got like a Nazi style helmet with the spike on top and a flamethrower hand torch. and the tan. Yeah. So I'm seeing a lot of torch. So yeah, there's Blade, which is the white skin button with the knife hand and the hook. Mm-hmm. Also has spikes in his eyes. Uh, Pinhead oh. is the, the the big tough guy. Uh, Leech Woman is this pale looking woman who can leeches will come out of her mouth, and oh. they're I guess super powerful leeches. I don't know. Never really oh. figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they figured it out either. Jester is a very much a Harlequin jester. Its face is kind of cut into three parts, and the parts will spin around as he changes his facial expression. Oh, weird. I mean, that okay, that's kind of cool. Like, that's he's got cool five concept. different faces, huh? Oh, and, yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay, yep. neat. Uh, then there's Tunneler, which he's got a, a, a drill on the top of his head. Yeah, I'm looking at that one. <laughs> there's Torch, as we said. Then there's Six Shooter, who's a cowboy with six arms. I, yep, I'm looking at that one right now, too. Huh. Oh, and then there's huh. one called Decapitron that I completely forgot about, uh, but that's because it can. It uses different heads. Oh, interesting. Ooh, I don't like how big Pinhead's hands are. That's because he's strong. He's a strong <laughs> man. Very strong. Huh. I had never seen anything about these before. Oh, yeah. I I don't know why I became obsessed with these movies when I was younger, but they're very entertaining. Mephisto. <laughs> like, don't go into it expecting a cinematic masterpiece. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, and also don't uh, from the looks of it, don't go into these if you have a problem with gore. Yeah, that is true. Uh it's yeah. it's not as bad as some modern movies, but yeah, it, it does have some gore. I should have warned you. My bad. No, you're cool. No, no, no. I didn't I didn't see anything that bothered me. I saw like a scene where the puppet was covering some stuff up, but it was enough for me to be like, "Ah, yes, this man is dead." But yeah, so uh, for a warning for other people. Careful looking it up, <laughs> looking fair up warning. clips, or watching them if you have an issue with gore or blood, or, or if that's not something you're that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if you do, fucking please go look this up. It's absolutely <laughs> hog wild. It is in, that is some crazy looking shit. But yeah, I'm gonna. T- I just want to warn you. It starts off as not a good movie. Oh. But it's it's the lovely kind of cheesy cult classic. That you either love or you hate. I mean, it did. It but, is like a weird horror movie from the late '80s. So, like, mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna it, get. It, I'm just gonna say it. It starts off at not a high bar, and oh no! As you can expect of any movie that has 15 in its series. Oh, that's, it's just that's kinda, too many. It's that's a, too it's many. A, it's a downward slope. Yeah. Oh, it's too many. You can't have 15 <laughs> movies about Nazi puppets. Well, they're, hey, they're not all about Nazi puppets. You can't forget about Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys, which oh, is a crossover God. of two horror franchises. Oh, no. Which ones? Is it Child's Puppet Master Play? And, no, Puppet Master and Demonic Toys. Oh. Well, now, which so you've never seen Demonic Toys either. Same. It's very much a cheesy, I want to say, 
if it wasn't a sci-fi movie, it feels like a sci-fi movie, oh. like a, a sci-fi channel. Yeah. Oh, like a sci-fi channel original. Yeah. Uh, that's the diggity. feeling of demonic toys. Like that's oh. the kind of, yeah. Oh, Boise. Entertaining. I will say that if you like cheesy movies, entertaining, but again, don't definitely don't go into that series expecting any kind of, if you are groundbreaking, queasy of stomach or faint of heart, as I am, forcibly, forcibly faint of heart, stupid brain. So Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol specifically is the has best some... Christmas Carol. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I don't typically like Christmas movies. I, I love that movie. I love that movie so much. Oh, it's yeah. I still. I'm I'm now having like a bunch of the different songs run through my head. Yeah. Oh, dude, Scrooge is probably one of the best ones. Oh, 100%. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> oh, man. Um, But w- one, that is the first Muppet movie that you ever see Kermit walking, like on camera walking. And it was a very hard trick for them to pull off. They, well... They did something slightly similar in, I believe it was the Great Muppet Caper. I believe um, they were on bikes. They were. That was the closest that they came before then. They had uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy on bikes, and I believe the bikes were remote controlled. So it was a stationary, it was like very rudimentary robotics where they actually like moved their head around a little bit, but it seemed like most of the motions were controlled by the actual pedaling of the bike. Uh, but in Muppet Christmas Carol, they actually, yeah. If you ever want, <sighs> you ever want to just cry, there is the Muppet Show tribute episode to Jim Henson. Oh yeah. Uh, there is the song "A Boy and His Frog." in which Kermit is singing about how much he misses Jim Henson. Oh, no. Yeah, that one. That one hurts. Uh, but then there's also uh, Big Bird singing at Jim Henson's memorial. Oh, that's like, really that sad. One, the, no person is strong enough to watch those and not react. Like, just... Uh, yeah, no, it's rough. It's... it w- he, he wasn't very old either, was he? I can't no. remember how old he was when he passed away. It was like 40s or something, right? No, he was older. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought he was He younger, was 54. But... Oh, I mean, older than... not Still not very old. That's, by... I'm not saying that's old. Right. Too but no, uh, soon. But no, I very... I remember, like, because I was, you know, watching through the Muppet Show and everything, and I remember watching the tribute episode, and at the very end, Kermit shows up. And they went back and forth for a very long time about whether they wanted Kermit to show in the episode because Kermit was Jim. Oh, yeah, because that was his character. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's sad. They, yeah. Wait, uh, way to bring the podcast down, Nick. Listen, <laughs> you can't talk about puppets without talking about Muppets. You're right. You're right. Let me let me bring it bring it back up with this. I I I was able to. I thought there was two separate things in my head, but the walking scene is actually one of the like the other things I wanted to talk about. So the the scene where they have Kermit walking with the with uh, his nephew Robin on his shoulder 
uh, mm-hmm. for Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim. The way that they achieved that was the street is actually a barrel. It's a barrel drum that they decorated to the entire outside to look like snowy street. I remember seeing. Yep. 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 Kermit. Kermit is walking on top of a barrel that they are turning underneath him. And it took 10 puppeteers to make this shot uh, because there was a blue screen involved as well. But there are people moving his feet, people moving his mouth and hands. And it's just like it's a lot. And they're they're, but they're turning a barrel underneath his feet. And then they used a blue screen to remove the people that were visible in the shot, the puppeteers. Mm. And the thing is, once you know it's a barrel, if you go back and watch it, you can actually tell that it's a barrel. Like, oh yeah, you like can easily tell. It's it's uh, very weirdly rounded for a street, but it's such but a you good. Can also see it's a it cool rotating shot. at a different speed than the background. Yeah, it's a very good shot. Like, it's one of those you wouldn't notice it unless you were specifically looking for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's <laughs> it is one of those things. I completely agree that like w- until you know. You're not going to really notice it like it is very mm. good without looking at it at, at a mechanical sort of way, like or seeing the behind the scenes. You're not going to. you're just gonna, Oh, holy crap. Kermit's they got a, a shot of Kermit walking. That's amazing. And then you go back and look. Yeah, it, you, you can tell that it, it mm. is a, a spinning barrel. I'm trying to find what I was looking at while speaking at the same time. And it's not going well. <laughs> I am. I am. Two ADHD to read and podcast simultaneously. So, while we're talking about Muppets and Henson, Mm -hmm. I can't talk about puppetry and Henson, I mean, without bringing up a few things. Yes, Dark Crystal, because amazing. But the one that I love more than any of those, Farscape. Did, Did Farscape have puppetry in it? Yeah. I have not watched Farscape. So please, please educate me. So, Pilot's Puppet. Oh, jeez. Why am I blanking on his character? Because you're on the spot uh, and we're recording. <laughs> the stuff that you can normally just yank out of thin air is harder to find when you need it. <laughs> Dominar Rigel the 16th. There it is. Yep. That's a wow. That's a good name. <laughs> but yeah, so it was really. You only really had two puppets on it, but they were very consistent. They were always there. Uh, okay. And Rigel was. It's a smaller character, so can very, do the similar style of puppetry, of like old school puppetry and everything. Mm-hmm. Pilot, though, was significantly larger and was operated by one, two, three, four, five, six people. Wow. Yeah. Were they all inside of the suit or was no, there some no, 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 external no. controlling? I have seen that there are some, they're, they're, they're like... It's the big full costumes that have animated faces. They they did the same thing with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action suits in the 80s and 90s movies where the faces were controlled by an off screen puppeteer mm-hmm. who had these mechanical controls in front of him and would control the, the facial expressions and the mouth movements and stuff like that. It wasn't the people in the suits controlling it. So there are there are cases of that. That is also puppeteering. It's yes. if you've ever seen those heads with the skin off, though, it's <laughs> really scary. Oh yeah, seeing seeing those things without is just ugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that the new the Netflix Dark Crystal rest in peace because they canceled season two? Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I why I got rid of Netflix because I was like, well, this is one of the last thing I gave a shit about watching Netflix. You're gonna cancel it, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> <laughs> make them make them angry. It's kind of how anything goes nowadays. Man, this show's real good, and it's gone. Yeah, well, I'll get a little bit into why it was part. It, it kind of like ties into what I was going to say. The first season of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance show on Netflix took fifteen hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah the skeksis costumes were the biggest skeksis costumes that have been in a dark crystal thing the originals were like people were underneath it and moving it around the single person yeah yeah, it was a single person thing in the show it was they were so big that they were a rig put on to like the puppeteer the puppeteer was uh wore like this scaffolding system that sat on their shoulders and belted around their chest and their waists and they were inside of it and they had screens in front of them with camera feeds so they could see what they were doing and Mm -hmm. underneath the robes behind that person was a second puppeteer to help assist with the movement of the arms of the Skeksis. (laughs) I mean, I get why they went bigger because it focuses more specifically on... Oh, geez, I cannot remember what they're called. The Gelflings? Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Skeksis, Gelflings, and... Ooh. Oh, no, I can't remember the good guys, but it's because I'm less interested in them than the Skeksis. I mean, yeah, they were... The Skeksis were so much cooler! They I'm sorry! Inter- they, they weren't very interesting. They weren't. They were just, they were, I mean, they were supposed to be the, like, good, sagely old men who taught good lessons, but, mm, Chamberlain, mm, mm, <laughs> like, that's so much more interesting. <laughs> Uru. Uru, yeah. Well, because, spoiler alert for a, a 40-year-old movie, <laughs> but the Skeksis and the Uru were two halves of one creature which were like beings of light called the Urskek the Urskeks? Yeah, it was the two names combined essentially. Yeah. So there were the Uru and the Skeksis and they formed together to become the Urskeks which were something I can't remember the lore but something happened and there were infighting like they were supposed to be these like enlightened elevated beings of pure light or something like that and they fell some they they're like ship crashed, which is what the tower was, or the crystal, or something like that, and they were split into the two beings, and the Skeksis were were all of their bad traits, and the Uru are were all of their good traits, and if you have Netflix, I incredibly recommend the first season. You don't get any payoff, so don't watch it for the don't watch it. I mean, this the story is cool. I liked the show itself, but I would I would recommend watching it for the art, the art like artistic side. And I do think it was a cool bit how if you look at the puppets mm-hmm. and you look at the actor side by side, they did a pretty 
solid job in a lot of them of making they they pulled from the actor to make that face. Yeah, they it, it was very almost like caricature. They did like a a caricature of the actor that was mm-hmm. playing it. And Mark Hamill was one of the Skeksis. Of course. Mark Hamill is the or was the tech Skeksis with the light up eye who was helping to develop the system to suck the essence out of the out of the Gelflings. Or like, yeah, Gelflings, and then they moved on to the little the little guys. Uh what was the what was the name of the paladin? Oh, I don't even remember. It was like pa something. Pav Pavo Pot Pop. I'm going with you on this one. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember, but he 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 didn't speak much of like the common language, so he'd hmm. say his own name and then Paladin, and he's running around with a spoon. It's a cute show. Hmm. It's very very cute. And uh, knowing knowing how many people worked on that, yeah, I see why Netflix axed it. Yeah, well, the reason the main reason they axed it one fifteen hundred people is a lot for for a show. Of course, I I understand. But there was apparently one main executive who really pushed for the Dark Crystal show. So that was kind of his baby. He was Mm. one of the like one of the executives at Netflix. And then he got let go. Ah. And without him backing it, the other executives of Netflix decided to drop the show. Because it wasn't pulling the kind of like numbers they wanted. The other executive did. Uh, I I don't. If I remember right, he was less, or they were less concerned with that, and more just they wanted it to be a thing. Mm. But Netflix was like, this is taking more people. It it, it it they they felt that they were putting in more than they were getting out of it, so they let it let it go. Which I I hope that like. I hope that, like, Amazon picks it up, because I feel like that's something that Amazon would do, or, like, Apple TV might pick it up as well. Like, one I of mean, those two, that would be fantastic. They do fantastic. have the new Lord of the Rings series. Which they do have the new Lord of the Rings series. Still excited series. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practical oh. effects in the trailer. Yeah, like, there's no CGI in that trailer at all, and it blew my mind when I saw how oh. it was made. It's my, absolutely <laughs> mind-boggling. So, I sent you two pictures. Okay. The first one is Pilot. The second one is Rigel. Pilot, that is, there's very much a person in that body. Okay. And he has, I think, four or six arms. I can't remember which. I recognize the second one. The second one is Rigel. Okay. And he's like a foot and a half, two feet tall. Hmm. Hmm. And when he gets nervous or upset, he farts helium. Which is just an amusing thing because things will be happening and suddenly everyone starts talking with a higher voice. <laughs> That's really cute. It's a very good show. This uh, isn't the show with Alan Rickman in, is it? No. Okay. I think that one, Oh, no, that one's got Tim Allen in it. Never mind. Don't watch that. What are you talking about? There's a sci-fi show with Alan Rickman in it and Tim Allen is the main guy and... It's like, it, oh, I think it's like a play a on show. Star Trek. It's a movie. That's Oh, is it a movie? <laughs> it's a movie. I do. It's Galaxy it. Quest. Oh, okay. It's a good movie. Is it? Yeah, it's hilarious. It sucks that Tim Allen's such a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but it's got Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Sam Rockwell, Tony Shalhoub, uh, Justin Long. 
It's got a lot of famous people in it. Oh, there's some, how, how many times does, does Tim Allen make the uh? Never. Damn it. Oh, freaking uh, Rain Wilson is in it. Dwight from The Office. Oh, I forgot he was oh in shit. It. Okay. Huh. Yeah. It is a very entertaining movie. I didn't know that Farscape had puppets in it, though. Yeah. And the costuming on it is wonderful. Damn it. You're going to make me watch this. <laughs> how, how much of a show is there? Uh, Four seasons in a movie. Uh, still less than Supernatural. I think I can manage. Yeah, there's supposed to be five seasons, but it got canceled early. The so bitches! It, God it damn ends, it! It ends on a weird point, and then they try and resolve it all with, I want to say it's called The Peacekeeper Wars, was the movie. Ugh. It's what they did with Firefly 2! man. Damn you! It's always the good sci-fi shows! Well, yeah, because those have a devoted following, and for some reason, those can't survive. Can't have good things. Not to say that Star Trek's not not a good show. Don't come for me. I have plenty of Star Trek merchandise. Believe me, I am not saying that. I'm also currently wearing two Star Wars rings. So also... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Double dipping in the stars, baby. I like sci-fi. I like yes. fantasy. Yes. But it does seem like a lot of the stuff that ends up being really good and entertaining... And yes, I know there's a lot of critics about Firefly. Don't care, can't hear you. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> I'm a giant fan of it. To the point that, you know, when I found out there was a board game, I bought that and every expansion and accessory for it. <laughs> it's, it's a fun game. It takes a yep. few hours, but it's a fun game. Yeah. I, I'm tr- I'm looking. Did, did Willow have any puppets in it? Because uh, I saw they're bringing Willow back. And if it did, I want another Labyrinth movie. Or, <gasps> Disney, give us a fucking Labyrinth show! What are you doing? I don't know if we can do Labyrinth without Bowie. They could They could do something. No, nope, that's Wind in the Willows. I mean, there's a whole... You, you, you can't tell me that in the Labyrinth universe, just that area around the castle is what exists. I guess you can. Pocket dimensions are a thing. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, so there is a puppet. Yeah. Well, I think it's, Never mind, then. It's uh, the Ebersisk. Oh, what is when it? When Willow casts a spell on a troll. Oh. And it transforms into a giant thing. All I know is I'm a much larger fan of puppetry and practical effects. I am too. It very much holds up to the test of time. I mean, practical effects. Have you seen uh, The Thing? No, probably not. Uh, uh, no, I have not. Yeah, it's pretty gory, so I don't know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to be able to handle gore, so it's always you can always ask. I might have seen it when I was younger. It's that's fair. My issue has gotten worse as I've gotten older. But... The thing, the original, not the the like thirty years later sequel, but actually a prequel, but mm-hmm. also kind of the same story. Um, <laughs> 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 it used a lot of practical effects, and I mean, yes, you can see the flaws in it, but in my opinion, it held up a lot better than any CGI, even some modern CGI. And it's also just fascinating learning how they did these practical effects. Like, oh yeah, this thing, like some of this is done because they filmed it in reverse and then flipped it, ran it backwards essentially to get these really cool effects. 
Oh, yeah. I The reason that practical effects hold up better than CGI is because CGI technology will always improve at a rapid pace. So something mm-hmm. that looks fantastic now will look dated in four years. Practical effects hold up. It's like when you think about all those classic video games you used to play. Like, and when I say, okay, when I say classic, I mean like PS1, N64. When you go back and think about those games, what you see in your head, vastly different from what those yeah. games actually look like. Yeah. If you don't believe me, go back and play them. To be fair, a lot of the older gen games you uh, were made with the CRT TVs in mind because mm-hmm. of the way that the lines work on oh, the yeah. screen. It actually does make the games look better. So if you want to play vintage games, a lot of vintage game like collectors will get CRTVs, CRT TVs to play those games on because they look how they were intended and it's way better and less flat than when you play them on new TVs. I, I wouldn't say way better. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the, like, if you go with the, like, the the 2D Mario, like, that will look better on a CRT TV than on, a, like, a 50-inch plasma. Or that's not the word anymore. For 40, 4K. <laughs> I'm get the times, old man. Oh, (laughs) you kids in your four thousand Ks. Everyone needs an eight K TV. Everyone needs an eight K TV. I have a four K, and it's nice. I really like it. It's weird because it makes some games that are intended to look cartoony look almost real. Like, Sea of Thieves is artistically supposed to look very cartoony, and the 4K TV makes it look really realistic. <laughs> well, I mean, especially if you get good. Uh, a 4K with OLED where you can actually get, like, true black. Oh, yeah. Which, that's a whole fascinating branch of technology, in my opinion, because you don't yeah. have the backlight. It's literally just the LED turns off, which, uh, anywho, yes, that's 8K TVs weird. are a thing. Yeah. Boy, are they expensive, and oh, man, yeah. pretty sure our eyes can't tell the difference that's what i was gonna say like you can only you can your eyes can only feed in a certain number of frames per second and a certain number like past a certain number of pixels your eyes are just like i don't know man it's 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 picture it's things man now it's this was a puppet episode i know i know it's we took a two-week break we're all over the damn place i mean that's pretty par for the course it's pretty standard honestly now it's not we talked some about animatronics we talked a lot about animatronics because we got on Stu Stu leonard's we we talked about some puppetry not as much as i was hoping for but it's okay i i don't want to do it in this episode it's not it's like in the same vein i want to talk about stop motion as like at some point maybe actually i think i think next episode i want to talk about stop motion i was about to talk about stop motion things earlier in the episode and i was like no this is about puppets stop motion is different stop yeah. motion is yes. different this is about we, we, puppets glad yes. we're on the same page <laughs> yes so next episode let's talk about stop motion because there are there oh, it is hands down one of my next two puppetry animatronics is like its own thing i wouldn't say that i'm like Oh, I'm I'm absolutely like I love animatronics so much. Like I do, but they're not like I don't seek out that kind of of like stuff. Per se. I don't know. It's weird to explain. Like puppetry 
it, when I see a movie has puppets, I'm like, fuck yeah, and I go in and watch it. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with stop motion. Uh, my wife and I, uh, a couple days ago, she had she had ne- one she'd never seen a Wes Anderson film before, so I, I had to change that. And <laughs> two, she had never seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox. So okay. I found fa- I found it on Hulu. We and we watched that, and Fantastic Mr. Fox is stop motion. Yeah. Uh, so like it's in my head, and there I sent you a couple of trailers. There's a couple of things that people you you should check the the trailer for these out on YouTube, and then we'll talk more about them next episode. Uh, the movies aren't out yet, but we can kind of talk about the trailers. Mm. Now I sent you something as well. I okay. Will, I want you to watch it after we're done recording. Oh. Might watch it after we're done recording, but I want to talk about it as you're watching it. And we'll talk about it on next episode. I love box trolls. Oh, have you seen this part though? The, the, I, the after credit scene? I have. It's so good when it shows the you ever How, feel like someone's moving us around. <laughs> yeah. And it just like slowly over time you see these blurs come in and then they become into more focus and you realize it's a time lapse. Yeah, dude, Lake, Lake of Studios are a fucking powerhouse mm-hmm. when it comes to stop motion. But we'll we'll talk about stop motion in depth next episode. But before that, what I want people to do here's a little here's a little bit of homework for you. Go onto YouTube <laughs> and look up Junkman short film trailer and try and find the one in your your language because there are <laughs> multiple. Yep, you, you said it. I remember it. Yeah, yeah. There's so Junkhead and then Mad God. Mad God movie. It's both of them are horror. It seems like Junkhead's gonna be a little bit more of like a weird horror where Yeah. Ma- Mad God I mean Mad God's also a weird horror, but it is definitely a lot of the content that it seems like it contains reminded me a lot of like old fantasy heavy metal posters. Mm. And but it also looks like there's a good amount of potential humor in Junkhead. Yes. Yes. Whereas it's, Mad God No, none none to no. be found at all. <laughs> no, none at all. Very very different tones. Yeah, very, very different tones. Mad God looks incredibly dark. Incredibly dark. Mm. I'm very excited about it. It looks fantastic. Junkhead so it, it, from what I saw, like Junkhead released a few years ago and now it's a re-release. It looks a lot. It's still got some like horror aspects to it and stuff, but it, it looks like it might be kind of goofy at points. And it, it gave me a little bit of vibe of like Fantastic Mr. Fox because that had some it, it's like the the awkward funny kind of stuff. So go mm-hmm. check those out. We'll go over them a little bit more in depth next episode. We'll break down the trailers a little bit. Um Maybe we'll even do like maybe we'll because they're short the the trailers. Maybe we'll do like a watch with them. Like you and I will watch them at the same time, and people can watch it over. We'll kind of break down stuff a little bit. We'll do some. Yeah. We'll do something with it. But I really, really, really want to talk about stop motion. I'm not trying to figure out where I can actually watch Junkhead. <laughs> uh, it, it is. It is. I tried. It is not out yet. So which is it's, amusing to me because it says 2017 and 2021. Yeah, so 2017 was the original where it was mm-hmm. released in Japan, I think at a short film festival. And so now is like a international release. So. Well, hurry up and get it here. 
I know. Oh, no. I know. They look so good. Well, the person who worked on Mad God also worked on Jurassic Park and Star Wars. Yeah. It's Phil Tippett. Yes. So if people have are wondering why Phil Tippett sounds familiar, uh, his whole claim to fame is in the credits of Jurassic Park, Dinosaur Supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> which was he was actually in charge of like you know the puppets and such and like yeah that's but, so funny but they put him in his dinosaur supervisor that's so funny ah <laughs> i love stuff like that where they're just like hey man or was <laughs> oh wait yeah no no that was right never mind i was thinking of somebody else as yes that's what he did yes and he watched the puppets the, yeah, yeah. He, he he was the puppet man yeah, so go go check those out. Junkhead trailer and Mad God movie trailer. Go check those out. We'll talk about them next episode. Yeah, stop motion. Because yeah. I love stop motion so much. I'd like to thank Nolan Die for the use of our theme song, Chinaski, by his band Sad Gravity. You can find them as well as his other band, Best Sleep, on Spotify. Please go check them out. They're both really great bands. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter by searching Passionately Interested or email us at passionatelyinterestedpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends. We had two weeks off, and I think a couple of our last episodes passed by people a little bit because the numbers are a little bit lower than usual. So maybe go back and check those out and share them with your friends, too. The more, normally, there's like 16 of you, and last time there was like eight. What the hell, guys? <laughs> You're letting us down. No, we love you and we appreciate you. And <laughs> <laughs> please, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be mad at you, baby. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I'm Curtis. I'm Nick. Uh-oh. And, and we didn't prepare. <laughs> we did it again. We didn't prepare a thing. Hang on. Hang on. Google. Ooh, I'm not talking about that one. Nope, that is way too long to talk about. You know what? Let's just end on what I just did. Thanks for listening.